neighbor and say goals. <laughs> so Romans 12 and verse 1 says, this is a fun word, I beseech. Isn't that fun? I beseech you therefore, this is the New King James, brethren and sisterin, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies. Everybody say, your body. A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Look at your neighbor and say, get your mind right. That you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Amen? Let's look at Philippians. Philippians. Will of God. Isn't that right, weeds? That's a pickup line. What's your name? Will? Will who? Will of God? <laughs> Philippians 3. Philippians 3. In verse 12. Are you guys excited tonight? You seem a little bit more responsive than last time we were here. Because our church responds. In worship, we respond... In the offering time, we respond. During the preaching time, we respond in general. Because we're not stale Christians. Isn't that the truth? Philippians 3. In verse 12, it says, Not that I've already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of what Jesus Christ has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind... I reach forward to those things which are ahead. Can you just put your hand out for me? Put your hand out and reach. Reach, reach, reach. Okay, you're reaching forward. And then it goes on and says, I'm not looking at those things that are behind. I'm reaching forward to those things that are ahead. Verse 14, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God. In Christ Jesus. Notice that I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So tonight is going to be the first message of our goal series. And tonight's message is going to be called Life Goals. Life Goals. Life Goals. Turtle Man, are you going to be okay over there tonight? <laughs> exactly. Warrior, you got him? You got him under control? All right, good. Life goals. Look at your name and say life goals. Life goals. Now, we're going to do this series for four weeks, and uh, life goals is tonight. And I think next week is relationship goals. And then there's squad goals, which is the third week. And fourth week is church goals. So four weeks of goals, but tonight is going to be the introduction called life goals. So let's turn back over to Romans 12 and verse 2. Hang out there for a second. Romans 12 and verse 2. So tonight we're going to start this series called Goals. And perfect timing for this because it is 2016, the beginning of the year. And what happens at the beginning of the year, I know you know this by now. If you're living and breathing on the planet, you have realized that at the new year that people try to start something new. People try to start new goals. They say that the beginning of the year has all sorts of possibilities. You know, everybody's 
on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter talking about this could be my year. You know, 2015 was a warm-up, but now 2016 is game time. Okay, they, they, they put all those things up to make themselves feel better. And um, they talk about this could be a new year, and I, it's going to be a new me, and there's a lot of possibilities. There's a lot of dreams that you have. And everybody at the beginning of the year has that because we all are thinking, well, this is a new year. I'm going to do more. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get in better shape. I'm going to play more video games. I'm going to eat more pizza. Whatever it is. How many eat more pizza was on the list of a New Year's resolution? You know, um, people start dreaming and they have New Year's resolutions, which they say most people don't keep their New Year's resolutions. And one of the main reasons why they don't keep their New New Year's resolutions is because they try to do it in their own strength and own power apart from God. And that's why every time they try to start a new year, a new goal, they fall flat on their face. And eventually, they get mad when people say, what are you going to do this new year? And people just get mad because they failed so many times. They're just like, shut up. I'm not trying anything new. Uh, I'm not going to try to challenge myself anymore because I've fallen flat so many times. And so new years come, new resolutions, new goals. Now, I know you guys have seen this because you guys creep all over Instagram all the time. Um, But, you know, you'll see so many pictures all over, and that's where really this came from. You see so many pictures all over Instagram, and it says goals. And uh, just for example, they'll have like a a picture of a Maserati, a car parked somewhere, and somebody's like, this is my goal. Or, you know, they'll have a house with a huge pool on a lake that's uh, a million dollars, and somebody will say, goals. Or, you know, some of my favorite, they'll have people at the gym, and it will say goals. And some of the pictures that you like on Instagram are pretty inappropriate anyways. Not that I look, but I do. Um, And some of those pictures you like of people that are at the gym that are dressed inappropriately, and you're just like, this is my goal. Like, why do you follow these people anyways? Because they're pretty much naked on Instagram. Okay, that's a side note. Um, (laughs) But they'll say goals or, you know, they'll have the couple at the gym and they'll say relationship goals. You know, one of my favorite ones is this. It was like a a picture of a couple at the gym who were both just like bodybuilders and they looked good. And under it, it said, this could be us, but we like to eat pizza too much. (laughs) That was like one of my favorite ones. This could be us, or we could fill in donuts or Taco Bell or whatever else you want to fill in. You know, this could be us at the gym, but uh, I like eating too much. And so that's some of my favorite ones. Or we could say, um, you know, there's like a stack of money. Like the dudes up in the hood, they got the pictures of the stack of money because they don't got no money, but they have a stack of money because they, they take a picture that a rapper put up and they say goals. Like, if I get this money, then my life will be great and I'll be fulfilled. Now... If I was going to put up a goal for hair, I would put up Steve and Ron's pictures on Instagram. I just wanted to say that because sometimes you'll see hair goals. And if I had a hair goal, I would say Steve and Ron meet that criteria. And so we have all these goals. We have all these things we see. And, you know, even if you don't like those pictures, you're looking at them, you're thinking about it. And it's putting stuff in your head that's not always right on what's important in life. 
Because they portray this, if you get the house, you get the car, you get the girl who works out, you get the pool, you get the hair, uh, you get the money, you get all these things, that everything will be right in your life, but it won't. Because you don't get joy and happiness from those things. Now, you think you do when you don't have them. (laughs) But then people that actually have them realize it doesn't fulfill them. And there's no joy, there's no fulfillment from just natural goals. Now we're going to talk about some of those, but realize that's not the most important thing. Now Romans 12 and verse 2, it says this, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So notice it says, don't be conformed to this world, which that's naturally going to happen. If you live on this planet, you're going to be naturally conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, we're going to go somewhere here. Can we we go somewhere tonight? If we want to change, I'm not just talking about spiritually. In any way, we have to change internally before we change externally. means we have to change on the inside before something changes on the outside. Now, the world does it the opposite way. They think if I change the outside, then the inside will get right. But that's not the way God changes us. So we have to change the inside before the outside changes. We have to change the root before the fruit changes. We have to change the internal self before the outside changes. And like Romans 12, 2 says, we have to change the way we think before we change on the outside. You can't think the same way you thought in 2015 and expect to change. You can't do the same things you did in 2015 if you want to be different, which I know a lot of you want change this year in 2016. You want things to be different, but you can't change by thinking the same way you thought in 2015. By living the same way you lived in 2015, you've got to change internally before you change externally. And realize just because it's a new year does not mean it's going to be a new you. It's not. And you could put hashtag new year, new you all year long, and you'll still be the same if you don't change you. Because you have to change internally before anything changes externally. So if you're the same you, you're going to have the same year that you had last year. Are we here? And it says in the New Living Translation, I love it, it says, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. In Proverbs it says, as a man or woman is, so are they. As they think, so are they. As you think, so are you. Whether that's good or whether that's bad. If you think a certain way, that's the way your life will go. And so it says, let God transform us into a new person by changing the way we think. Now I'm going to raise my hand for all of you right now and say, all of us do not think right in here. All of you do not think right in here, including myself. Because apart from God, our mind thinks automatically like the world. Especially those of you who are in that environment all day long. You wake up and you go to school and you're in an environment which is the world. And the whole time you're there... Like it says in the word of God, you're being conformed or molded into the way that they think. 
And you start thinking like them, and you don't even realize you're thinking like them. And you work with people, which is the world. And it automatically happens. And we're not talking about, you know, a Satanist or somebody like that. We're talking just somebody who lives in the world, thinks like the world, and they're going to rub off on you, and they're going to keep molding you to think the way that they think. Why is it so easy to be like them, but it seems like it's hard for them to be like us? Are we here? Because the world and the culture around us is constantly trying to mold us into their image, not God's image. And a lot of even Christians take hold of that mold because they don't want to stand out. They don't want to be different. It's easier to be like them than to be different, especially when you're in school. I know this. It's so much easier to not put up a fight and just be like everybody else. Laugh at the same jokes, which are inappropriate. Listen to the same music. Dress the same way. Talk the same way. Have relationships with the opposite sex the same way. For the sake of, I don't want to be different than anybody else. But notice if we stay there, we'll be the same year after year after year and we'll never change. And we'll never reach our goals And we'll never change and become who God wants us to be because we're not letting God transform us into a new person by changing the way you think. Now, how does God transform the way we think? Well, he does that when we get into his word. Now, that's one of the main reasons why a lot of us, our thinking isn't right because we spend 20 plus hours listening to the world, and then we spend two or three minutes in the Word of God. Are you here? (laughs) We spend day after day listening to the world with the music, with the magazines, with the TV, with the movies, with the people we're around, and then we give God just a little bit. And then we wonder why we think the way we think. Because we're not letting God transform us into a new person by changing the way we think. We can't change the way we think unless we get into the word of God and understand how God thinks. Because the more we get into the word of God, that's why the first 15 challenge is so important that you do it first. So that means before you go into your day and get blasted by the world and its thoughts, you get into the word of God and start thinking like God thinks before you get into your day. So then when the worldly thoughts come to you, you're already ready for them. You already know what's right and what's wrong. You don't have to tell everybody that, but internally you know what's right. Because you started with God first and put him first. Are you listening tonight? So the world will try to mold you into their image, not the image of God. we got to let God transform us into a new person by changing the way you think. Now, how many people in here, to be honest, you say, I would like to be different this year than I was last year? Raise your hand. I think we could all raise our hand. You could say, I want to be a, a different person. Not that I was a completely just horrible person last year, but I can always be different. And realize for the life of the believer, this is a a never-ending process. 
We can always grow, we can always move, we can always change, and our thinking always has to be renewed because when we stop, we're automatically conforming to the world. And so, in 2016, the goals for us in the life goal is that we want to be a new person by changing the way that we think. Now, let's look at Habakkuk. Isn't that fun? Habakkuk 2. Habakkuk 2. It's right after Nahum and before Zephaniah. Just children's names here for the future. It's pretty close to Micah. Not exactly right next to it, but pretty close. Habakkuk 2 in verse 2. You guys still listening tonight? I feel like you're thinking with me, which is good. So if we're going to change... In 2016, and we're going to have some new goals and some life goals, we're going to have to change the way we think first. And you know what? You are going to be different, and people aren't going to always like you, and people aren't always going to agree with you, but you got to be okay with that. Now, I realize that's one thing for me to say that, and it's one thing for you to live that. Because <laughs> I don't have that kind of pressure anymore like you do. I used to in middle school and high school. But I don't have that pressure now. 28 years old, I don't care anymore what people think. But when it's in middle school and high school, that's real life. Same way with college. There is a lot of pressure on every side to conform to everybody else. And so if we're going to change the way we live and the, change our goals, we're going to change the way we think. So Habakkuk 2, two says... Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain, that you may run who read it. Write the vision, or we could say write the goal, make it plain, that you may run who reads it. So we're going to get real practical here. So we first said, with anything in your life, whether it's spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, any kind of goal that you're setting, you have to change internally before you change externally. Even if you're trying to get in better shape, even if it's just a natural thing in your life, you have to get it inside before you get it on the outside. Or you're never going to solve the problem. And so in Habakkuk 2, 2, to get real practical, it says, write the vision or the goal, make it plain, that he may run who reads it. Now, you don't have to raise your hands, but I dare say most of you in here probably don't have a list of goals for this coming year. Now, there is probably some of you that do, but most of us don't. And then we wonder why we go year after year after year and nothing's different. Are you here? I know this is a big sanctuary for this group, but we can be a little bit louder than this. And so we wonder why I didn't accomplish anything in 2015. But you didn't write down any goals you had anyways. You didn't write down any vision for your life. You know, if you don't know where you're going, how will you know when you get there? Listen to this quote. It says, life without goals is like a race without a finish line. You are going nowhere. 
let me get practical with you tonight. <laughs> we have goals because we need some place to direct us on where we're heading. When we have no goals, we just spin our wheels and we don't do anything. And that's why we can go year after year after year and we're in the same place we've always been because we don't have any goals. And so the first thing we need to do, and this is not corny, this is not cheesy, this is biblical, to write down a vision or a goal for your life. And the Word of God says you've got to write the vision and make it plain that you can run who reads it. Or that means you can accomplish the thing that you wrote down. So let me challenge you with this. This is the first message of the Cory of 2016, talking about life goals. You don't have to do it right now, but tonight when you go home or the next couple days, I want you to write down three goals for 2016, and I want you to put it up somewhere in your room so you can read it every day. Three goals. Let's start there. Three goals for 2016. Because the word says if we don't write it down, we're not going to run with the vision that God has for our lives. It's important to write things down. It's important to, to put things up that you see where you're going, where you're heading. And so we need to write these things down. Now, if you've got more than three goals right now, write down more than three goals. But let's just start with three. Because we have to write our goals and our vision or our dreams before they come to pass. We have to put them down in front of us so we know where we're heading. It's kind of our roadmap to the future. And if we don't know where we're going, how will we know when we ever get there? We won't. We'll just keep spinning our wheels. That's why so many people go through life and they waste their life. They live and die and their life was insignificant. Because they never wrote down a vision or a goal for their life. You hear? So we have to know where we're going. We have to know where we're heading if we're going to get there. So write down three goals. Let me just challenge you with that. Let's start with three. Three goals for 2016. Talking about life goals. We can't just look at pictures on Instagram and expect it to happen. Doesn't work like that. <laughs> Let me look up gym goals for 2016, but I want to sit on the couch and eat pizza. It's not going to happen. I want to write a book, but you never sit down to write a book. You have to do more than just dream about things. You need to write it down and cast the vision on where you're going. Cast the vision on where God has called you to be. So let's write down three goals each for 2016. Now, some of the things I was thinking about just personally, this is not all spiritual stuff. But for me, um, with everything we're talking about here, you realize, me personally, I'm one of those people who is not like the super disciplined person. I'm not. I don't like calendars. I'm not on a schedule. My life is not on a schedule. My life is called wing it most of the time. Now, people try to put me on a schedule because I need to be on one. That's where Brother Sean comes in. That's where Morgan comes in. People need to put me on a schedule because I don't want to be on a schedule. My life is called wing it. When people say, what are you doing this week weekend? 
I don't have an answer for them because I don't plan it out. It just happens. Don't judge me. Some of you are not like that. What are you doing this weekend? I don't know, and I like that I don't know because I like winging it. If you schedule too much stuff, I don't, I, I'm not having a good time with that. Don't schedule too much stuff. I'm not on a calendar. So I'm preaching to you from real life experience because the things we're talking about right now are the opposite of who I am. So I even have to make more of an effort than other people that are bam, 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 just very disciplined, organized, letter of the law, law and prophets, black and white. I'm not that. That's not me. So if you're like me, you're going to have to make more of an effort. You might need to blow it up poster size in your room, these goals, because you're not going to look at a little piece of paper. And I'm one of those people, too. I'm a procrastinator. Anybody else? Procrastinator, especially when it comes to in high school homework. Oh, yeah. Some of you aren't like that. I still pass, so I made it. And Pap's the master at procrastinating. <laughs> but Pap got a lot better grades than I ever did. So um, we got to think about this. If you're one of those people, you're going to have to be a little bit stronger on yourself than the other people, the, the opposite way. So this is, this is my cross to bear here. I like books, but I don't like to finish books. Okay, we can go in my library right now in the office. It looks amazing. I got all different sizes of books, all different colors of books. I have coloring books. I have everything in there. And I like to buy books, but I don't finish books. That's just me. It's so weird. I have about, I would say like 50 books I've gotten halfway through, and then I stopped to go to a new book I got. And so there's a bunch of unfinished books in my library right now. I know it's sad. Don't act like you don't have these things in your life. So that's just me. I procrastinate things and put things off. But this is one of my goals for 2016. Since I have to wear the big boy pants in 2016 as the pastor... I need to grow myself. I know that. I know I need to grow in the things of God. I know I need to grow in leadership. I need to know, I need to grow in just knowledge about the Bible even more. So one of my goals is this, that I'm going to finish all those books. Yes, all those books. And one of my goals is this, that all at the same time, and I heard uh, Jay Smucker tell me this, and I'm going to use this, you know, you should be reading, now this is just me personally, you don't have to take this, a leadership book about leadership, and a theology book, and of course, you know, Bible, that's given, you always need to be reading the Bible, at the same time, so that's my goal, I want to be reading my Bible daily, and I want to every day, read a little bit in a leadership book, because I need to pick it up a little bit, right, (laughs) it's 2016, you're the senior pastor, go ahead, Then read a theology book. Now, most of you are like, well, that doesn't pertain to me. But you have something in your life that is like that, that maybe you've been procrastinating for years. And it's like, okay, you got to step up. And so that's one of my goals. One of my other goals is this, that I get in better shape. Don't laugh. I'm in good shape right now. 
but not for the sake of who said something? Gator? Gator. Just to let you know tonight, I haven't bought jeans in a really long time. And tonight, I'm wearing the skinniest pair of jeans I own, which are 30-30 skinny jeans from American Eagle. I'm 28 years old. This is not that bad a shape, folks. Come on now. You can clap. Go ahead and clap. Come on. Encourage one another in the things of God. But it's painful to wear these right now. It really is. It is painful. The button right here is, is causing excruciating pain in my stomach right now. So, but you can't see it because my shirt's covering it. 30-30 jeans. Okay, it's easy for Steve and Ron and, and Pappy to wear 30-30 jeans, but not me. Okay, I'm saying, it's not about jeans. All right, you got me off track. I just wanted to encourage myself for a second here. All right, Charles, I'm back. So, legitimately, <laughs> why am I telling you this stuff? <laughs> okay, I do go to the gym on a regular basis. I do lift weights on a regular basis. I do zero cardio because it's horrible. <laughs> That's why it's hard to fit in my pants right now. But I do go to the gym. But my goal, especially for 2016, is to get healthier. And so I'm not just talking about muscles and lifting weights. Because I realize what I'm called to do, and really for all of you in here, and I realize you're young, so you're not thinking about your health yet. But for you to fulfill the plan of God, you need to be healthy. You need to be in shape. And guess what? You can get away with eating fast food right now, but not when you're 28 years old. <laughs> Trust me, you can't. Um, because you're going to get unhealthy. You're not just going to gain weight. You're going to get unhealthy. I realize I'm saying some real practical stuff, but it will bless you. Bless you. You receive that? Why are you raising your hand? You're a Chad Steele. Okay, okay. See, there's always the exceptions to this. There is the Chad Steeles and the Michael Mannings that... Okay, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay, so that's another goal. I couldn't... I mean, I could lose a couple pounds. I'm not saying I couldn't. But my main goal is not, I need to weigh this. My main goal is I want to be healthy and strong because I realize I got a lot to do in 2016, in the rest of my life, so I need to start that good habits. That means I need to eat better. I need to take my Flintstone vitamins. Can I get amen? I need to back off the junk food and the fried food and all that stuff. And I need to actually do some cardio, which is horrible. It's horrible. So that's another goal. Now, that could be some of your goals on this, but God wants us to be healthy. That's not just a physical goal that's not important. God wants you to be healthy. And we can't just pray for God, heal our bodies, take care of us, make me strong if we abuse our bodies constantly. I realize you're all young. You haven't experienced this yet, but you will. So that's one of my goals, too. I want to be healthy. I want to be strong. I could lose a couple pounds, too, so I could fit my clothes a little bit better. But that's another goal I have. And this is how... You're going to start accomplishing that. First of all, you write it down. You write down the goal. But let's look at Philippians 2. And we're going to start wrapping it up. Ha ha. Funny. Ha ha. Ho ho. He he. 
Maggie, do that again. <laughs> Philippians 2, in verse 13. <laughs> Philippians 2, 13. Okay, so we write the goal. You got to write it down first. Everybody say, write it down. But that's not enough. Look at your neighbor and say, that's not enough. It's not enough. I heard this from Pastor Angie Hattaball. But you know, if the bishop was here, the bishop would confirm what I'm saying. Because he's all about choices. But she said this. Speaking about it's not enough to just write, write the goal down. That's a starting place, but it has to go bigger than that. Because you could have it on your wall all year long and still nothing change. She said, you don't get what you want. You get what you pursue. You don't get what you want. You get what you pursue. So we're taking it to the next step. You desire, you want to change, you want a new goal. You've written it on your wall. You've written the goal, the vision for your life. you got to take it to the next step because we can't stop there. I would be dishonest to stop right now and say that your goals will come to pass just because you wrote it down. Not true. you got to take the next step because you can want it and desire it, but you got to do something. And she said, we don't get what we want. We get what we pursue and go after. That's what we get. So I can write down, I want to read more books, but if daily I don't pick up a book and make time for it, it won't happen. If I drive past Taco Bell, <laughs> why would I do that? <laughs> if Pappy was in the car, I couldn't drive by Taco Bell. But let's say I drove by Taco Bell so I could go home and eat some vegetables. You get what you pursue, not what you want. In Philippians 2 and verse 13, notice it says this. For it is God who works in you. Notice because it happens internally first. God who works in you to do, to both to do his will and to do his good pleasure. Now, in the New Living, it says that God will give you the desire or the want to, but not just that. He will give you the power to do it. That's where most people miss it because they, they desire to change. They desire these goals. They want these goals, but they don't realize that God will give you the power to do them. But you have to make the first steps. You have to step out first. You have to do something. I know you guys have heard this verse before, but it goes along right with this. In James, it says, faith without works is dead. So we can't just say, God, I want this, I want this, I want this. And God says, faith without works is dead. Yes, you want this, you desire this goal, but you got to do something for it to come to pass. And if we tell God we desire and we want it, notice he will give us the power to do it. And that should be encouraging for all of us in here because we don't have to accomplish these things in our own strength. And I realize there's people that don't know God that accomplish things. 
But how much more for the people of God, we don't just have to get in shape by ourselves. The power of God can come help you. If you want to be healthy and whole, God will give you the power and ability to do it, but you have to take action first. You say, I want to change the way I think, then you're going to have to give some action, and God will bring his power to do that. I want to get better at playing my instrument. God will give you the power to do it. I want to get better grades. Well, guess what? You're going to have to pick up your book and study a little bit more because he's not going to give you the power to do something you're not taking action with. Am I preaching in the house of God? What about that back row? The back row in the house of God. See, everybody on the back row, you see them. That's by faith. So we got to have some corresponding action to what we want to happen. So we write it down. We write our goals down. This is what I want. This is what I desire. But then we got to take some action because God will give us the desire and the power to do his will. God will give you the desire and power to do his will. But you have to take action. That's where a lot of us miss it. Can we be honest? That's where I miss it. God, I want to do this. Well, God says, go pick up the book and make time to read it. It's not just going to be read by itself. You're going to have to pick up the book and read it. <laughs> you want to lose weight? Well, stop eating Taco Bell all the time. I'm sorry, Taco Bell just keeps coming up. Mickey D's. Let's say Mickey D's. Okay, Mickey D's. Yeah, Taco Bell's better for you than Mickey D's. A little bit. Yes, right? Taco Bell is better for you than Mickey D's. Hold on, what's the worst fast food for you? <laughs> Long John Silvers. <laughs> you are right. You are right. Or, oh, no. White Castle's right. White Castle is like, hey, hold on, no. White Castle is like some of those people, you know, like they're not right, but they're right. That's like White Castle. Like, you're not right, but you're right. Because the burgers and the Big Red, American dream. Okay, so Long John Silver's is the worst. IHOP. No, like fast food. No. Okay, Long John Silver's in the Hardy's in the Dirty J. By the river. You know who I'm talking? That's the dirtiest of the dirty. <laughs> dirty, Dirty J. Hardy's. I mean, they just straight pull fish out of the Ohio and slap it on a bun at Hardy's in the Dirty J. It's nasty. What, at that Hardy's? That's where the fight was at. See, exactly. Yeah, but Long John Silver's in Clarksville. That's where, that's where it really is not right. Long John Silver's and Captain D's. <laughs> Captain D's, though, it's a little, okay. Ask a question about you. Not that I know of. I mean, it's about all of us, I guess. Not you specifically, but we're all receiving here. Let's turn to one more verse, Philippians 3 and verse 12. Realize we're talking 
to me first, but then we're talking to everybody else in here. Because I know we can all change. Philippians 3. Last verse. In Philippians 3 and verse... Some long John Silvers. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Philippians 3 and verse 12. Not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold for what Jesus Christ has laid hold of me. Verse 13. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So, as we're closing this message and thinking about what we've been talking about tonight about life goals, so we write the goal, but then we got to take action for the goal we got to do something practically daily, and God will give us the desire and power to do it. But keep this in our thinking the whole entire time, what it says in Philippians. Because the Apostle Paul was somebody who accomplished a lot of stuff in his life. And he said that even when he wrote to the Philippian church, he said, I still can reach for more. I still can accomplish more. And my priority beyond everything else is reaching the goal that God has put in front of my life. And so we need to think about this. It's good to have goals, whether it's physical or mental or emotional or, you know, it's a hobby. You want to get better at doing something in your life. You want to do better in school. It's good to have all those goals, and we need to, and we just talked about that. But always remember you got to put one thing first in all of your goals you got to make one the priority above them all, and that is to fulfill the plan of God for your life. And that's what Paul's number one thing was. Yeah, he had other things in his life he accomplished and he did, but he said, I want to make sure that I'm pressing towards one main goal above them all, and that is the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So we got to keep our thinking right and our mind right when it pertains to this, that even if you did accomplish your goal to lose weight and you did get your own nice car and you did get the job and you did get the girl and you did get the guy or you, you did, bless you, <laughs> become an expert in whatever field that you were in. If you got all those things but you didn't fulfill the plan of God, then it was all for nothing. And so we got to see here that, yeah, God wants us to be able to fulfill those goals. He'll give us the desire and power to do it. But we got to make sure our priority stays that my number one goal is to fulfill your will, is to fulfill your plan above all these things. And when I do that, he's going to give you the desire and power to have all these other things in our life that we want to improve because there's always things we want to improve and change. He will give us the power to change them if we make sure our number one goal is his call. On our lives. Now, every one of you in here have a call on your life. You know that, right? Just because you're not called to preach behind a pulpit, you got to realize that you have a call of God on your life. You have the plan of God on your life. You have the purpose of God on your life. And we need to, to understand, even if you're not called to a pulpit ministry or you're not called to the platform ministry, that God has a plan for your life. And preachers and worship leaders and staff members and other people like that are no more important in the plan of God than you are. 
Because he's got something special for your life. And so let that be your number one life goal in 2016, that you fulfill the plan of God for your life. Can we pray for a moment? Let's close our eyes and bow our heads. Father, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. Father, we just thank you right now for 2016. We thank you, Father God, that your will would be done in our lives like never before. And we're asking you this as the Corey group in 2016, that you would help us change, help us fulfill these goals and visions we have for our life. And Father, I just thank you right now for this entire age group that, Father, we're moving into something, not just as a group, but as a church. The Father, that you would help all these young people fulfill what's in their heart. They have gifts, they have talents, they have abilities. They have plans, they have purposes in their life. And Father, you want them to fulfill it. You want them to complete it. And Father, we thank you right now. We're making that decision in our heart right now. That we choose to change. We choose to be who you've called us to be. And Father, we thank you that we choose to not just have a desire, but we're going to make action this year on what we're called to do. We're going to step out in faith. And you're going to give us the power to change. I know if some of us in here want to change physically, then, Father, you're going to help us change so we can get healthier. Father, if, if we want to change and we want to get better grades and we want to pass certain tests and we want to get into a certain college, I thank you, Father, you're going to give us the power and ability to do that. I thank you, Father, for other things in our life we want to grow and change in. That you're going to give us the power and desire to do that. That we're not by ourselves. That you've blessed us with the Spirit of God who empowers us to do what we can't do in our own strength. And Father, I just thank you tonight for your word. And I thank you, Father, that we're going to not just be hearers tonight of this, but doers of the word that we have heard. And Father, we thank you as a Corey group as we, we continue this goal series this next month, that you would speak to us, you would minister to us, and that the changes that we need to make, that we would change and take action, and that your power would work and help us to do that. I thank you, Father. Your will for each one of us is that we're healthy and whole and strong, and that we completely fulfill the plan of God for our life. And let us be that number one priority, that number one calling that we fulfill your will. That beyond anything else, like the Apostle Paul says, we, we press towards that mark of the goal, the prize of God, Christ Jesus. Thank you for all these things in Jesus' name.